I have zero. Um, I have zero inbox. Do you know that? We do another contract here. Let's do a three-hour show. What? We should be done right now. Well, you're having this negotiation with me. That's the only problem. Well, who am I supposed to negotiate with? <laughs> Fred? And uh, the one thing I don't respond well to is humiliation. I don't respond well to it at all. You know, I don't want to be told what a shithead I am. I don't want to be, you know, those days are over. I've, I've suffered enough in this business. I don't need to, to find out what a shithead I am. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Cut your hair, man. What do yeah. you do? What's going on? I'm getting old. So I what? You know, you, I can't keep it like yours. You know, I'm, I'm old too. So what? Yeah, but you're ugly. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Jesus. What are you saying? I need well, the you, hair? You need it. No, well, I need you need it. Well, you know, it's just <laughs> interesting when people have their kids on the air. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if a kid was a fuck-up, you just keep them quiet. I put my kids on the air more, but they, they want no part of it. When you're trying to just have a friendly conversation... When he's irritable, the things you do every day become the wrong thing to do. That's true. He doesn't listen. That's right. But the most irritating thing of all is that we used to be good friends, and we just aren't anymore. I still love him, but he says everybody's expendable, and I just have to live with that. I was going to look for a Nikki Hilton. But you see, those good-looking rich, rich girls, they don't go for a guy like me because they don't need my money. And Rickles tells me this story, so Beth says to Don Rickles, Gee, I wonder what they say about me. <laughs> Don Rickles goes, you. <laughs> no one cares about you. You don't even know that important. No one says anything about you. No one. No one talks about you. I don't you're even not, know you. You're not that big. I do have to ask, do you think there's a physical match between him and Beth? Do you? <laughs> I guess they're both tall and have tall fingers. <laughs> Yeah, they look right together. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, they look more right together now. It was just on the regular show. It just occurred to me, and I Like, who get, like, I, uh, it dawned on me, like, two days ago, who's a, like, my hair's going to get crazy because yeah. I don't have, like, a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And Beth goes, I'll cut your hair, but you can't cut my hair because my my hair is curly. It's, a, you need, it's you, hard to cut your hair. interesting that the caller like almost went into a worse fake cry than when Sal was told that this was this was going to be the last mm. show and yeah. he was retiring and it was so fake or when they put him in a spaceship and they Old. had to protect yeah God. like I mean these were so fake that that seemed more convincing <laughs> than that cry I love you man <laughs> okay well this you'll love this one this with this next this next clip is called as organic as a can of Pringles Oh, God. When, when you're ready, can we please have uh, Sal uh, uh, channel Ralph, please? And, uh, oh, that is absolutely, absolutely. No, we, I did we're think gonna, maybe he could contact him for us. I don't if know if it anyone, if, if anyone can get in touch with Ralph, it'll be Sal. In fact, I think Sal's already been in touch <laughs> with him. Uh, really? You know. And so, Sal, next clip, Sal really coming through like a, in a Wait. pre-planned pinch. So we're so 
distraught about this death that we already have a sale bit lined up. <laughs> and like we have Sylvia a fake Brown. ready to promo it to make it seem like it's just come out of nowhere. He's so distraught that yeah. his best friend died that he's basically turning Sal into Sylvia Brown right away. Mm. Well, yeah, he's also he's going to this is the way it's going to go. Like, hey, guys, uh, listen, Ralph's dead and I need a psychic bit from you, Sal. OK, good. Thank you. Good. Like, that's, hey, next that's up, the Jay Dini. Jay Dini. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready yet to contact uh, Ralph or I is. Go ahead. I am what? going to fully, fully prepare for this for Ralph. A lot of people don't know this, but, you know, when you guys would break my balls about the dimes and the squirrels and the cardinals, believe it or not, the first person who called me was Ralph. <laughs> I'm surprised Howard didn't contact him about the dimes. Um, so, th now th so this was in the same in, in the space of the same so-called eulogy episode. You know, the one he did when Sam Kinison died was actually good radio. It was actually seemed like there was some kind of feeling of loss there, even though I know he, he just used Ralph. He just used Sam like he used everybody else to get ahead in the business. And once Sam fell out of fashion, uh, he would have just dropped him like a hot potato anyway. Um, and, and he had he had he lived Sam Kinison. But at least it seemed like you had people that really legitimately loved him called in. Corey Feldman called in. He was very con I know Corey Feldman's not the, the best source, but he did have a, a, a close relationship with uh, with Sam near the end of his life. And, um, but this is, you know, he didn't make a bit of Kinnison when he died one at, at, you know, at any one point. No, I mean, this is just to me so insane. I, it's, I, it's heartless. If you're really, if you're on a human level, not that I expect anyone to have a heart about Ralph, but I'm saying if he is so broken up, you don't do a bit like this the well, same no. day you're announcing it. We don't have to care about Ralph, but if anybody should, it, it was supposedly supposed to be Howard. So this is uh, crazy to me. And we now are starting already. So we made up the 9-11 conversation, and now we're going to make up a conversation where Sal talked to Ralph, actually, about the squirrel thing and the quarter thing. And he was the first one who called me about my ability. So now we're we're just already telling lies about his <laughs> life before it's been. Is he still fucking warm on the table? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's still some organs to be harvested from his corpse, uh, Ben. No, I was just thinking similar to the Sam Kinison death. Uh, Fred comes out of retirement to write a song about Richard's. Oh, sorry about um. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, about Ralph's death, the same way he wrote "Sounds of Kinnison," I I heard because you let me, you sent me that clip, and I heard yeah. the train guy cover it. Oh, and I know you'll get to this on another episode, but the lyrics could be about anybody. There's not a single thing in there that's specific, except for that he throws it in the name Ralph. But the one thing that I thought was so telling was the line about our secret dreams will never be shared, whatever it was. But the fact that that, that 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 uh, Fred, as Howard, writes about secret dreams that he and Ralph had together. Mm -hmm. yep. but this goes right in line with the whole call that he said, I, oh, yeah, you know, Ralph was very private about his life. I know things. I'll take him to my grave. And, you know, he kept my secrets, too. This is, again, how much more in your face do you want it that yeah. Howard lost his, like, little paid fuckboy? And why even acknowledge that you have secrets? You know, why yeah. bring that up? You're not going to, I'm not going to elaborate. I have secrets. Mm -hmm. what, what, what compelling radio? The most honest man in show business, Ben. Yeah. 
Right. It's all about just no more bullshit. The next and the last clip of of the eulogy day, guys, is Harvey Leeds addresses the gay rumors about them. And I can't believe he let this one go through. I really can't. Uh, This is the the tail end of it. He was used to he was a music promoter back in the day. Um, I I think uh, I'm unless I miss my guess. And I I seem to recall he had some involvement with Prince back in the day, but maybe a road manager, that kind of thing. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get that right. But people thought you and him were were romantically involved. My kids Who thought those that. People. My kids. <laughs> my kids used to go, "What's with you and Ralph?" Because you know they. My kids walk in. I'd be in my underpants. Ralph is shaving my belly. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, first of all, it was always it was a guy coming in to check to to the the story was uh, the gardener or the landscaper caught yes. them. You know whatever. Now it's his kids caught him. Doing this, this is exactly what I was saying about uh, about he knows he's been caught off off microphone doing something, so he has to rush to the microphone to say it, basically get ahead of it so that it gets back to the witnesses. Oh, that was Howard being, uh, uh, you know, he was doing that for the air. He was going to do that to talk about it. You know, um, he he's got a guilty conscience that he clears by going and confessing it on the air. Condom game. All right. This this now to me shifts the whole perspective when this Allison the, the kids told Allison they caught something. The kids told Allison. Allison had an inkling from the whole she knew something was up when private parts was being made. The condoms in the trailer, Ralph and him spending so much time together locked in the basement with the fish tank and whatever the fuck was going on. There were the, nights the, out and the, con- their boys the nights vault. out. Right. But that story was never Ralph getting caught. That it was always somebody else. And now that it was Ralph shaving the belly and the girls caught him shaving the belly, I guarantee you she knew he was gay. He needed a beard cover up right quick. Buckwald got in touch with whoever. They set up this whole thing where Not now terror. she's gonna be involved. So yes, was Beth involved earlier in his life than he lets on? Yes, yes, but not sexually, but for that bearded contract, because what really happened was he got caught with Ralph. And that's mm. that's what that's that, always been our contention when we did the uh, our episode one hundred guys Rubbergate, um, the whole where he goes you know Ralph calls in and then Allison calls in and I think I guarantee I remember saying at the time when we recorded it this was his way of saying to Allison look just for the sake of this I need you to like we I'm gonna we're gonna lose everything if I'm outed as gay so you right. if you want more money in the alimony or whatever when when we get through the divorce we need to propagate the idea that this was not a gay thing. Otherwise I'm done and you're not going to get any more money than, than you really should get. I'll also say that, um, you can explain to your daughters if you're, if you're getting shaved on the stomach, you know, not, not that anybody that I know of would ever do that kind of thing, but they're not going to mistake that for gay sex. Right. No, they're not. Uh, one man's fully clothed for, for one thing. Um, and he's holding a, a razor for another thing. So, uh, no one's going to mistake that. So that's what Howard's willing to tell us that they saw. But, you know, like I said last time, they don't listen to the show. They don't go on message boards. They don't know anything. They only know what they witness. And yep. they have the same theory that everybody that we that, that we listeners have. Yep. Great. Point. Uh, except that they have it from. But, you know, they don't have the on air theatrics mm-hmm. version of it. They have the 
you know, this is the real me, Howard version of it. And they have the same conclusion. Um, Sam? They, yes, they have the actual unvarnished visuals right. that we're right. only being painted partial pictures of. I will say this. I think that Beth was already pre-picked before the Robin Givens and Angie. What's her name? Angie Everhart. Angie Everhart. Everhart. Yeah. yeah. I think that Beth was already pre-picked in that time frame, except for they were going to soft launch her, but they needed to put more women in that dating pool to make it seem like he was some swinging sick yeah, dick bachelor. Ra- yeah. Raging for a poon hound for yeah. a certain period of time. <laughs> but I think they already had that contract written up for Beth. I think that she was going to get the prize, but then they launched her after that was all said and done with the bullshit Robin and Angie thing. Well, consider all the beards throughout the history of Hollywood, actual Hollywood. Like oh, people yeah. think this is completely, uh, this is completely irresponsible speculation. And you know, how dare you? You know, no. What do you mean? How dare me? You'd have to think that. You'd have to in this situation. In, There's you know, crazier with, with all this, weird things with, with all that the have come audio. Out. With, without the audio that we have, I get it. It's a bunch of nuts saying there was a no, there was you know 16 shooters at the Kennedy uh, at the Kennedy you know assassination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you know um, a controlled demolition and all that shit with Building Seven. I get all like I get where some people would come with that, but we are using the audio. We are heavily influenced by the audio we get from the show throughout the decades folks not just a you know the odd clip here and there literally i have a hundred gigs of audio that i've clipped <laughs> and that i've downloaded <laughs> of mm-hmm. archives that have not been edited uh, they've not been altered you cannot uh, you can edit audio tape but not to the extent that it'll sound natural so you'll know it's bullshit or not ben and we've only come to the same conclusion that everyone who's known him from every stage in his life has come to Yes. It's not like we're just, uh, mm-hmm. oh, you guys are just looking for it. I mean, right. Confirmation we bias. in denial for the long time because it's like when you're first exposed to it on a message board, you're like, what? Howard? That's it. He's married. That's, you know, that's it. You have to be convinced. I, and I, I have to tell you that I've never thought about it this way. And I don't know if I believe it, but just listening to you guys talk and then remembering the private parts trailer uh, writer list, it never occurred to me that the condoms, might be for use on Ralph. Yeah. Not yeah. For it never occurred to me before. And I don't know if I believe it, but it uh of all the lies Howard came up with, he could have said Ralph was being a cheapskate and requested those for himself. Yes. And getting the studio to pay for it. Instead he goes, Oh, he put it on there as a joke. It's a joke. I know. And we saw the live reaction of Kumia when he replayed the Howard and Ralph relationship and it dawned on him and his face just completely changed. And it was like that aha moment. Everybody in his life who's ever known him peripherally or personally gets to where it's like, holy fuck. How didn't I see this? <laughs> did you, by the way, did you see that Ben? Cause I, I, I'm not a no, fan, but I definitely you have it. to show him this. Okay. Right now. We'll just, I'll just show him for the sake. <laughs> we're not going to play it, but I mean, we're not no. going to record yeah. it. Like they're like, Wait well, a they had real reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone thought like, uh, hey, maybe there's something going on, uh, but but no one ever really presented that to me. I think they were afraid to. But no, uh, I, w- yeah. I would hear that a lot. Yeah. Not not since you've been married, but when you were single and you guys were out, I would hear that all the time, Howard, from people. Well, I'll tell you this: oh we were gosh. in love, but yeah. we weren't a couple. Not How's that, that way. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, why would Gary, if Gary, Gary just blew the lid off everything. If, if anybody needed more confirmation, now I know Gary makes up stuff, but why would he bring that up in this context? This is giving. No, because he got per- he got permission essentially to bring yes, it up. Yes, I think so. Sorry, I don't mean in a formal way. He got permission. I mean by Howard acknowledging that the daughters thought that kind of allows Gary to go, okay, you know, you know what? Everybody who's ever met you actually thinks that, but it's funny how Howard always brings it up. Like it's such a novelty, almost like, you know, people think I'm gay. Uh, like in a flirty way, it's not in a, I'm baffled by this. Like you would, it's if, if you're as straight as you claim to be, if people came up to you and you, you have people, if you said people think I'm a dwarf, wouldn't you go, how could you possibly think that? You're six foot five. That should be as, as shocking as it is to keep hearing that you're gay when you're married with kids, and yet everyone believes it. And if and if, if Gary's saying, and sorry, Sam, I, I, I know you want to say something. He, if Gary's telling him that all the time people would come up to him, it's because they knew something. And they wanted to. They they weren't going to go to Howard if they knew him, and they knew they knew that yeah. would be uncomfortable. But they could go to Gary, who's a big Yenta, and and can get get a confirmation or something. Um, Sam, this plays more to my theory that people were coming out to Buckwald regularly. People were coming to Gary regularly. Things were getting out into the media about his homosexuality with Ralph, and they needed to do something to squash that pronto because it was getting too out of control. It was starting to spin. Next thing you know, Wendy Williams will be talking about it or fucking page six, and that's the last thing you fucking need right now, Howard. So you better get your shit in line and get that beard contract signed and cut it out. This is the period of time that Howard refers to as the mad terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what he refers to as him, which he, he later on until Rolling Stone that he was using women sexually and I was being used for sex and it was a dark time. If that's the case, this is your mad terror and you're just going through women for sex. Who could mistake that for you being gay? So right. what's off and your you recollection so- of, of what happened? Not do Gary's. You, Gary's not making rem- this up. S- Sam, do you remember we talked about we had that Artie clip where he questioned the mad terror years yep. later and we covered that. We said, like, no, you're you're bullshitting. Your stories don't match up with what Ralph's saying and what you've been saying. And Howard was backpedaling big time. Plus, over the years, he keeps going back and forth with I didn't never took a strange woman home. He said <laughs> that I never took strange women home. <laughs> oh, I never really went out on dates. Oh, I never. So which is it? You were either you know, perusing for pussy all over the place and fucking yep. everything in sight in your mad terror, or you weren't taking strange women home. And this whole thing is a big fucking fantasy. Yep. My favorite uh, mad terror mishap was the model who was gorgeous, who he picked up and was taking home, except she used the N word. So he yeah. had to remove her from the car. Yes. Yeah. She was so crazy. She just turned into a drunk racist that had to be had to go yeah, home. Yeah. He you couldn't fuck gu- that yeah. drunk racist, but he no. could fuck that person after the Metallica concert that just popped into the story at random after gay making out and pants down. 
for yeah. masculinity. Yeah, after pantsing a bunch of pe- guys that he was at the, the Metallica <laughs> concert with, and that's how turned on they were by you know Fade to Black. But um, what what I love was so yeah, there's that, and there's also this is the guy who dressed up as a blackface Ted Danson. He has a problem with some <laughs> yeah a woman yeah. shouting out the N word. He made oh a song. God. He did Nelly's <laughs> song. He covered it. <laughs> yeah. anyway. his favorite callers use the n-word i mean he totally. would have people on just to say it yeah yeah so, so we'll play the beth thing right at the end i want to play a couple more ralph character assassination clips so this is one where uh doug gets angry at ralph so let me cue it up just to set this up guys this is the infamous ralph wanted three weeks off in uh, california ostensibly to go with Ralph uh, sam's sam simons but he was a howard tv employee on the books. So Doug Goodstein's coming in to talk about how he's pissed off about this. He didn't get the okay. No one told him this was all right. And he still hasn't got permission from Howard, but Ralph knows he can do whatever he wants because he has fucking compromise on Howard and Howard doesn't care because he loves t- uh, tumultuous uh, conversations. Uh, Sam. I parallel this to when Artie needed time off for the movie for yep. beer league and the shit that he got thrown his way. He wanted three weeks. He he so he needed like five weeks or something like that. But but you know, but he was a anyway, sorry, Ben. Yeah, and speaking of Doug Goodstein, he actually did volunteer at the World Trade Center. Yeah. Uh, yes. Remember he 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 uh, took pictures there, I believe, with a camera that was stolen or something like that. Well, but well, uh the, the he it was uh, it was like I think it had been like left it had broken from a store, like fallen out, maybe did debris mm-hmm. or something. And so yeah. he just saw it there and he said, Well, I may as well take pictures to right. But yeah. he actually did go there. Yes, he did. And you think Ralph would bring that up? Yeah, he was. I this is cr- like I need to talk to Ralph. I don't want to get into it at all on the air. Ralph was an employee under my budget. Right. He doesn't make these rules. This is not for him to tell me he's going away for three weeks. Well, I, he, he has to. He was trying show. to get Every some business. Every single day hey, of this trip hey, is going to be scheduled by a coordinating producer. Hey, hey, Doug. What? Hey, Doug. I'm not getting it. This is a conversation I have with Howard first, and if he was okay with it, then I would have the conversation with you. But you already have the. You just admitted you have the agenda all planned. You need three weeks. You, you, you're not asking. No, no, you're no, telling no, him. no, no. You're telling I, us I, all. I have the conversation with Howard. If he's okay with it, I have the conversation with you. So, we just went over Hurricane Sandy, where this is when Howard. This quasi relationship with Howard TV. Okay, they're not my employees. You get paid by Howard TV. Those are your bosses. It's separate. But then when it's things like I want to shit on you for not being in for the hurricane, even though Howard TV told him not to come in, that's when it's oh now I'm your boss again. Now I get to shit on you as your boss. Now for this, Howard has no control over Howard TV. So if say somebody has a vacation data request off and Howard TV says no because Doug's in control of the budget and Howard TV's in control of these employees, Howard would say, You gotta oh, you didn't get it. That's not my problem. You gotta ask Howard TV. I'm not your boss. But now Ralph needs time off. He works for Howard TV. And now all of a sudden he gets the okay from Howard. See how that works? Yep. Yeah, it is interesting that on demand, Howard TV pays Ralph's salary. In, in demand. demand. On, on demand. demand. Sorry, yeah, sorry. On, sorry, on, I, on I, demand. Get, I get it right. <laughs> I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. But everybody from Howard TV loses their job except Ralph. So I guess yes. now yes. Sirius pays. Howard pays Ralph. I wonder how that worked out. And that w- weird that they don't, Ralph doesn't have health insurance was the whole thing. So you're paying him this tremendous amount of money for essentially doing nothing, especially during COVID. He, we don't know how much he's paying him. Right. But he's paying him enough to keep, you know, 
essentially traveling all these years, um, going on vacations, um, doing social outings, living in New York City, which isn't cheap. So he must pay him enough to sustain the sort of lifestyle that he kind of wants to. Well, we, he's, we're going to go on. To, we, we went on about him grifting off of Sam Simon and other people's largesse you know, in order to, to do these things, Stamos flying about. So he never really had to go in pocket for anything. And we have, we have clips of that. So just, just we'll let Wait. this one play out. And he said business. Did you hear that? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, he's got to go try to get business. When did Howard ever give permission for any of these other guys to go do side projects for business, for their own desires? Yes. How does how does Ralph have this carte blanche and no one else does? Food for thought, folks. Doug, are you okay with it? No. All right, there's your answer. No, you got to play by the rules of everyone else. No one else. I, I could go away for three weeks and, and pretend it's a, it's a world no, job. It's it, not the Doug. way it works. Stop it, Doug. This is New York. There's 4,000 designers in the city. Doug. Why don't you go back to having no personality? Go, why don't you go back to? Why don't you go find a job? Because I swear to God, I'm going to have a very tough conversation with Howard. That's going to affect your job. You can't do this. Oh, shut up. You, 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 you play by the what? rules. You're not, like, immune to the rules. And you, you're putting yourself in a different category. It's Ralph's world, Ralph's world. All Ralph's, right. Ralph's well, rules. Yeah, well, okay. Well, well you'll be talking to HR, and I'm going to talk is. to Howard. All right, go talk to HR. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't. Who's that? You'd never had a job. You wouldn't know. You need HR? It's like, I, Ralph, I mean, HS, I'm totally fair, Stern. and I would love to do shut whatever up, you want. Where's your baby nurse? Did your wife can't take care of the kid or Ralph, himself? if you make one fucking comment about my kid, I swear I'll strangle your fucking neck, dude. Now we're talking. Oh, now he's hitting. Whoa. Oh, hey, 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 what easy, happened easy. there? Doug's all riled up. Doug just threw. The, they, we got some good Howard TV tonight. Wow. <laughs> that was a reaction. Now, the reason we, we confirmed that on our 50th episode, uh, landing the plane with Richie, the Richie Wilson interview, which um uh, it's totally worth listening to if you haven't heard it yet, Ben. Um, he said that that was legit. Like Doug was going to kill oh, Ralph. Oh, I could tell that was legit. He he was he had the the he just had a young a baby a newborn and it was in the hospital with some complications. So he was obviously like mm. uh, and Ralph clearly knew about that and went after him cheap low blow like that. And so it's not just saying a baby nurse like some rich you know, person in Beverly Hills or New York City who has a baby nurse right the second they give birth, not because of complications, but mm -hmm. because they're rich and they can afford to have a baby nurse at night so their rich parents mm -hmm. can get sleep. This yep. kid actually had a problem and needed a baby nurse for actual mm -hmm. medical problems. But besides that, Doug at first isn't seeing clearly like, I'm going to go to HR and this is going to affect your job. He doesn't realize that it's wink, wink, nod, nod, Howard and Ralph, like nothing's going to happen to you, bro. Oh, Don't yeah. worry about it. You know, but you could see that and all of a sudden it it's a twofold. He realizes that that's happening, that, oh, shit, nothing is going to happen to him. And he brings up the kid. So you see this explosive yeah, which, anger. Right. Which is probably something that he's echoing something that Howard probably already said to him in private. Mm hmm. Um, but you, you listen to that conversation and watching it, it's interesting because the delusional one in that conversation is Doug because yep. Doug mm -hmm. thinks that gravity applies to Ralph and it doesn't, yes. you know, the he HR thinks... means something to Ralph and it doesn't. Ralph is making, Ralph has the let them eat cake attitude of, um, you know, he, he's the, the super elite looking down. Like you think gravity applies to me. Mm -hmm. That's you. Anybody else in that situation, Ben, would be shitting their pants that my job's on the line here. Like, mm -hmm. this is supposedly right. my boss who runs 
Howard TV and they're telling me my job's in jeopardy. But his fuck you attitude is so consistent with the fact that, Doug, you're delusional. Why are you wasting your yeah. breath? Mm-hmm. I can do whatever they're, they're, I want. They're laughing that Doug yes. thinks that he's as powerful, that he's that powerful. So this next clip, guys, is one more of Ralph's sense of entitlement. And this is from a previous video that we had. Anything you ask for, I try to get you. Here's another problem with Ralph. Yeah. Ralph when Ralph wanted those kiss tickets, right. this is a typical Ralph move. Uh, listen, oh, he wanted tickets to go see Stone Temple Pilots or some concert. Go ahead. Yeah, help me understand. I told him to go see Peggy. He went to see Peggy, and he felt it got blown off. Okay. But everybody comes to me for tickets, right. and I can't get people tickets for every show right. every time. Right. You just ain't your job. But Ralph comes to me, and it's just this funny attitude that he has. He says, listen, Kiss is my favorite band. I really want to see them. I want tickets, and I don't want crummy seats. If I can't have good seats, I don't want to go. <laughs> I didn't say you. You certainly see, Gary, did. You interpret, and you do that with everybody. So why did you bother you getting him a, seats then? You yeah. put a spin on it. Because like I still, th- deep down inside, I think there's a nice guy hiding in there, and I wanted to help him. I knew that he loved Kiss. Right. I knew that that meant a lot to him. Right. You yeah, thought and maybe, I thought I could pull it, it off. And I said, thank you. And, Gary, you do. Th- you got me like that That really cool you see, but You see what he's saying? I, I mean, Ralph, you see what he's saying, though? What? Attitude. Mm. Why you ask for stuff? Maybe there's something there. But it's not even asking. He's essentially being the boss's girlfriend and saying, I want this. Do this mm-hmm. for me. And if it's not good, you know, I'm going to Howard, basically threatening almost like he doesn't ask because he he has that elitism attitude about him because he knows he because he's the boss's girlfriend. Duh. You got it. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, this is a video, but we're going to play the audio. And this is from Isaiah Cruz. He just sent it to me this morning. And uh, I thought it's a great clip. So here we go. Telling you right now. Oh God knows goodness. what she's doing to keep him happy. Why is Ralph sleeping? Uh, what do you care? What do you need to hear from Because he wanted to be part of this interview so bad. It's all right. He could stay out. Did of he people. really steal money from me, by the way? I heard something about that the night of your wedding. <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> well, you guys oh, talked the, about it. Yeah, well, this was the thing where somebody says Ralph took the $100 John left on the table you, that we all picked up the tab. For. What are the details with that? that? That was never discussed fully on the air, was it? I mean, what happened? I came to this thing late. There were a whole bunch of people there. People were eating. That? People were drinking. No. I had one drink, and while it cost me 125 bucks. <laughs> Well, I was there, and then I had to leave. I went to bed early because I had to go on the honeymoon. So I, left, <laughs> I left a couple hundred bucks there, but then a I'd heard... A couple hundred? Because everybody said you only left a hundred. No, because I, I had like three people, and we ate some food, so I left a couple hundred dollars. And then I'd heard that he... You guys were talking about that he took some right. of the money. <laughs> he says he didn't. But. I don't know anything about it. I was there. Well, you know, he was caught, and he... Oh, God, yeah. No one... He doesn't know. He never knows what's going on. This is a pattern. Uh, yes, it is. And so we've everybody remembers from the clips we played of how him stealing the money. But this is Sal's take on Ralph. So this is it. so this is stealing money from the pot at poker. This is stealing money from tip. the table for the tip for the waitress. And now this is stealing money for John Stamos. This is a regular Ralph thing. And yep. instead of and- actually being in on the interview, he's now sleeping. Yes. And Howard's yeah. reaction is not one to go to be shocked to hear Ralph, his dear friend, is being accused of theft. No, instead he just laughs. He goes, "I don't know," and just laughs yeah. about it. Yeah. And that's his reaction. It's funny. Yeah, and also yeah, he's he doesn't want to go further down the rabbit hole because then people that that went the 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 most amazing thing was already actually calling him out and saying you you're you're going to sit there and tell me you don't remember us telling you this, and then he said mm. backtrack. Oh, 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 I remember you guys were there and you were telling me, but I don't remember this happening. Of course, washing his but hands. This of is it all. 
this one's 10 times worse because it's a celebrity, which is our sacred cows to Howard. So let's picture, let's picture a scenario where JD is out to dinner and John Stamos with John Stamos and JD gets accused of taking John Stamos's money. Howard would have his ass in there in two seconds flat. Instead, he's saying, oh, let Ralph sleep. Through yep. this bit. First yeah. of all, what other employee besides Artie to use his addiction as some sort of, you know, pinata constantly on the show? That's the only other employee that got to sleep. The rest of them. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ron, is- Ronnie's not even allowed. Ronnie's not even allowed to make inappropriate use inappropriate language at a strip club because he's an ambassador for Howard. You know, he's right. an extension of Howard. This is the closest thing to you. He's a mirror image of you. And he's out stealing from your closest friends. And you have no sit down with him and say, you don't, you represent me. You're a doppelganger. Not only that, Ben, he didn't even drag him back in there to say, wake him up and let's confront him. Yeah. Well, well, he's at home. You're not, you, no one's going to get him unless, you know, Beth runs over to get the stuff. So this is Sal's take on Ralph stealing. Ross doesn't want to come down here, but I talked to Ross. If he wants to come in, he could, you know, corroborate it because he was there with me. I'm the only one who was there. You know what? Ross and you were both stuffing your faces with food. You don't even know what was going on. But, Ralph, you didn't remember. It's funny how you can observe. You can remember these guys eating, but you can't remember taking money, making a joke out of it. We're talking about two different things. And then then after the so-called joke, you threw it in the pot. You threw it in the pot because you didn't want to get busted and you were trying to deflect from it. You're a thief and a liar and a cheat and a scumbag. Die, you piece of faggot shit. (laughs) Well. You know what? (laughs) And this is so Ralph's rebuttal. Go fuck your fucking ugly wife, douchebag. Oh, Oh, wait, you can't. I'd rather fuck my wife than Sam Simon out of a trip to Hawaii, you fucking fangola. So Sal not really like holding back one bit. And um, so that that was that was just a part of the wrap up show segment from that day. This is the second time where rather than address the person, Ralph brings in a family member, which is yep. supposed to be like forbidden on the Howard Stern show. You know, that's you. Oh, yeah. You don't bring on somebody's family, somebody's kids, etc. Ralph does it. Yep. And doesn't get reprimanded for it. And by the way, you could just see. Imagine being all of them and having all these strict rules apply to them. Uh, Ronnie can't even have Playboy mud flaps on his car without being called out. Richard can't wear an Eagles jersey to a game. He should get a Howard Stern jacket that doesn't exist. And (laughs) always repping for this. And imagine, but the guy who's his closest friend is pulling crap like this on the regular Mm-hmm. This next one, guys, is from mm-hmm. June nineteenth, two thousand. Ralph busted for dealing drugs at spa. Oh yay! So this big black guy, big strong black bouncer guy, comes up to me. He goes, "Okay." And of course, Howard, the you know the the woke person, has to mm-hmm. announce that it's a black guy, and he does an opium. Yeah. He does it like an Amos and Andy voice in a second. Excuse me, and I go, "Yeah, what? Excuse me." He says, um, "He says, uh, oh. I just have to tell you, you know, your friend who you were with." Um, we just, um, we had to throw him out of the club for dealing drugs. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I go, wait a second. First of all, I know Ralph. That's didn't... how Ralph makes a living. So the guy goes, what do you want us to do about it? So I said, well, I said, I said, first of all, I said, well, if you're giving me some options, what are my options? I go, if one of the options is to let him back in, why don't you just let him back in? He's my friend. 
And I know him. He's not dealing drugs. And he, and he goes, I beg to differ. We have people who have seen him dealing drugs. Yeah, how come you always jump up? You Because here's how I know. First of all, I know Ralph was complaining the whole night. He didn't even have pot. Number one. Yeah, because he had it. That doesn't mean he was. It doesn't mean he wasn't dealing something else. What kind of straw man argument is that? Yeah, and, and even the order in which Howard, the reasons why you should let him back in. He's my friend. Oh, and uh, and I know he doesn't deal drugs. Right. And, the, and he, he had to throw that part in. Right. That part have, wasn't even in question. Of course, he was doing it. Right. We have look. witnesses, and they look for that in clubs constantly because they don't want to get busted by the cops. And they so because they don't want to go. Take a, a high-profile guy like Howard and take one of his entourage and get rid of him. You know they're going to be like, "Wait a minute, let's make sure we're we're really seeing this." Yeah. And just because he doesn't, so so because Ralph didn't have pot that night, that doesn't mean he has coke, Molly, ecstasy, ecstasy, ecstasy ketamine. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's so the technicality. Did, what what difference does it make? So he's missing one of the five that he could possibly have. So <laughs> he didn't have coke, so he's not a dealer. He wants right. a pound of a... smack under his under his like his jeans. Do you know how? Do you know how much a security guard doesn't want to bring up to a celebrity that their friends are dealing drugs, and it's so obvious that they thank God that they didn't arrest him. I mean, yep. they. Plus, you don't want to have that conversation. Marijuana would be very detectable in a club. You'd be smelling it. So yeah. Ralph's not going to be selling something that when they they're, they're going to be uh, signaling that they're using it in the club. Yep. Yeah. What is he selling? Loose joints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Edibles were not quite the thing. So let's keep it. It's a little bit more. No, he didn't have ecstasy. He didn't have anything. He was complaining he had no drugs. I didn't have it. I didn't. No, I wasn't complaining. Remember, I said to you at the house, I said I, I don't even want to do anything because I didn't want to be all. I had. It's a matter if you're sober, it's still, you can still be dealing drugs. <laughs> no, but he said, I told you I didn't want to do anything that night. I didn't want to be all yipped up or whatever. So that's giving the pretext that Ralph regularly, when he goes out, does drugs. He's usually mm. on something. And by the way, this is the man who was found falling asleep in front of a radio station by both Robin and Howard. They drove yeah. by and saw him sleeping in the street. But also, it implies that if you know if you're being straight, like pardon the expression, but for the night, it's because you don't want to be screwing up the count when you're taking someone's money. When you know if you're selling them drugs, you don't want to be like, yeah, that looks like it's the right amount. Here you go, bye. Yeah, yeah. The ten crack commandments: don't get high yeah. in your own supply. Don't get high in your own supply. Be responsible. Yeah, so you have a few cocktails. I know he's effed up, but I know he wasn't dealing drugs at the club. So I said to the guy, "There's got to be some." This uh, mistake happened. Oh, wait, I'll pay. So, so then I said, hmm. So I said to the guy, well, so if he, why are you asking me what to do if you're not going to let him back in? I said, is he under arrest? He goes, no, there's a lot of police out there, but. <laughs> there's police activity. There's a lot of police activity, but he's, he, you know, he's not going to be arrested. He's on the ground, but everything. You're right. So I go, well, okay. And I just sat there. I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> Well, the other thing is they're not going to call the cops necessarily, but they are going to kick him out and they're going to make sure he doesn't come back in because the club's priority is to the owner and the owner is going to be the one to say a zero tolerance policy unless because you get you get that tag on you and the cops will. First of all, you'll lose your license and you can't make any money. So it doesn't matter how famous you are. If you're doing some of that shit in a club, you are out. Mm -hmm. So put yourself in the situation. Uh, you're with your friend, your best friend mm -hmm. who doesn't sell drugs. They come up to you and say, uh, we just kicked your friend out because he was selling drugs. You're ultimately just going to go, okay, 
You're going to go, my friend doesn't sell drugs. There's a huge misunderstanding here. Let me go out there and talk to whatever. Or uh, I'm not sticking around if my friend just got booted out. Whatever. But Howard just goes, okay. And he says, what are my options? Like, <laughs> yeah, what do right. you mean? Did you not just hear me say this? So yeah. He doesn't say, no, that's not possible. Yeah. Oh, he, It's not possible because he was looking for pot. I mean, what? This is the aforementioned Ralph shaving his belly clip. We're going to play a portion of it. I'll shave you down. Let's no. go in the backyard. So I'm like, oh, the kids are at school. My wife wasn't home. Do you have neighbors? No, it was around. It was on- <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I, I actually I put a whole bunch of bushes up and stuff, so it's kind of secluded back. Okay, so th- what he's setting up here is the kids are away, the wife is gone. Now we can fuck. Yeah, that's what he's really like wanting to say. Because and here's said the- he's got to dress it up as oh he was just shaving my belly. Why do you need to be? Yes, it is a private thing to shave. No one shaves on a on the seat of a uh, the trunk of a car and in front of broad daylight. But this is something that would clearly, if it was real, would get you just as much embarrassment as if you were caught fucking him. If it was shaving, okay. Yeah. Why do you need your kids and your wife to be away and have seclusion exactly. in a backyard yeah. if it's right. just yeah. shaving? That's right. normal. I mean, it's weird that you're so stupid that you can't shave yourself, but let's say it's your back and you can't reach your back. Right. Okay, first of all, why couldn't your wife shave your back for you? Why do you need Ralph? But yep. let's just say you don't want her to do that for you or she doesn't want to do it. I mean, limitless excuses, fine. Again, why does that have to be private where you need bushes, your kid's not home, your wife's not home in order to shave your back? Forget about it. Why can't he go to a clinic? He's got money coming coming out of the walls that he could go to an esthetician and say, get rid of this for me. If he can go yeah. grooming, he doesn't have to admit to it. And how much hair are we talking about here that, he, that he's like, <laughs> well, you don't want to get hair on the bathroom floor. I mean, there's not very much hair you're talking about. <laughs> if it was a Benny's wig. Italian. Italians are known to be very hairy. Uh, yeah, yeah, very hair suit. There and, and everything was cool. I think it was on and a I patio. Figured, you had like a patio out there or something. It was a deck, like a wooden deck. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a nice deck. And I figured, well, all the hairs will fall right out onto the ground and blow away. Right. So, I hope go no on. helicopters or planes flew over. No, no, very secluded. <laughs> so, so. Uh, and I had a gate, you know, so nobody could accidentally get in. <laughs> what? The only person around, there was a guy that I met who was a uh, contractor, very masculine guy. He served in the military. He uh, He's a Southern. This is just getting gayer and gayer. Like, the, it's all, now it sounds like a scenario. There's this guy that I met. He was in the military. He's a contractor. He came, he walked in on us, him shaving me. Like, the only thing you're missing is the... Wah, 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 that music that comes yeah. from the gay porn back in the day. Is he about to say that the contractor was there to work? Yeah, I guess. So, why, so, so why would there's a there's a guy that I met that's a contractor? Why wouldn't you say I hired a contractor to do this? Right. You know, and so he showed up. There's a guy that I met. That's such a weird way of putting it. He Again, loves this though, voyeuristic angle. Like it's part of his like little fetish thing. I think. Well, it, but this is also. This the another guy that he met that has some quasi military angle. He's always meeting these SEAL Team Sixes and these yeah. FBI agents and these yeah. fucking, you know, these military. He's always sitting next to on a plane some military guy or I talk to some FBI agent. Right? No. Yeah, boy, you know, older gentleman, and he was advising me. I was doing um a construction job on my house, 
I was. Uh, you should also say that that guy was that guy was there a lot, often. On, so you don't really nobody really remembers he's there. You know. Yeah, like he had the keys to my house. He was there all the time because they were constantly doing this work. They were trying to, you know, while we were living there, they were doing all this work, and he. Was so Howard, who do, who doesn't trust anybody, has given the keys to some contractor to come into his house. Yeah. <laughs> to a guy that he met. Yeah, military. Even it, even if that were true, why is one guy? A construction job usually takes a crew. And if you're talking about some construction job with Howard Stern's house, what are you kidding me? You're just hiring some one random out of work military guy who decided to start doing construction. Right. I, I just don't buy any of this. This nonsense. He's my expert on, you know, all things manly right. and how to build this house. And he was advising me and he was there every day. And he was a nice guy, real salt of the earth. You know, married 30-something years, uh, you know, just a, normal, a, normal. you know, the whole thing. Why does this matter? Right. You I, say- I never knew I never knew where he uh, was at. So I go in the backyard. Ralph's in his short shorts, and, and, and I think it was summer, so he had his shirt off. Did he have off. his shirt off, too? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Ralph has his shirt, and he goes, all right, I'm going to start shaving by your belly. I'm just going to take it down a little bit. So he gets on his knees. Did I re- oh. was it Really? Yeah, was he got on bad? his. It was that bad. He gets on his <laughs> knees, and he's got this big clippers, like electric clippers, which yeah. he plugged in outside. And and he he starts to like he's he's on his knees, like showing me how to shave. I go, Ralph, I need to see what you're doing. So I'm looking down. Okay, I'm guaranteeing if there were clippers involved, it was because Ralph's like, I don't want to blow you when your bush is this big. So let me shave you real quick before we start. <laughs> Getting to the good part. And why does Howard need to see, a, first of all, looking down at your stomach and shaving is, it's not like he can't see it. I, 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 where is the visual being blocked? And why can't you do no, it yourself? Yeah, right. Your arms no, right. are so long. No, he needs to look down to see him blowing him. What is he making it into a heart shape or a triangle and you don't know what a shape is? I don't right. get it. Yeah. So and I, so I can learn how to shave my hairs. Oh, and my God. Like in the middle of the lower portion of my belly, I look up and I don't want to say the guy's name. The, the very masculine southern guy who served in the military for years. What the like, fuck is going on he, here? He, no, he just, no, he just goes. Oh, oh, oh. He goes, he goes, I just found out something I don't want to know. Yeah, he just goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And I went, "Uh, no, 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 no. Now I'm like, I think he thinks Rob's blowing me. Yeah, it was the worst because he he, he acted like he walked into, you know, like he walked into like he walked into Brokeback Mountain. Well, clearly that's exactly what happened. And you guys are trying to make a joke of it like Three's Company, but that isn't how it's coming off. No, it's you're not Jack Tripper in this whatsoever. Um, how can you mistake shaving for blowing? Wouldn't the clippers be making a sound? Wouldn't you y- have y- your pants yeah. on? There would have to be I some think the sort clippers of dick are, are out. What? I think that the clippers were a vibrator. <laughs> and uh, he, oh. that's what he rewrote it. No, 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 no. This was uh, clippers. Yeah. You know how you, you can't clip a fine hair like this and. In the words, you do it outside. And you know, That's you can't shave someone else's chest unless your shirt is off as well. 
And by the way, this whole Southern right. military construction worker, which I cannot believe this is the stupid story he painted, where now he knows how many years this guy's been married. Howard's interested <laughs> in nobody's life. Yeah. He is I think interested. this is all... But if Sorry, you asked him, he's interviewed people over and over again through the years, and he remembers nothing, even about no. yeah. famous people. But somehow he has this guy's biography, autobiography, right off the tip of his tongue. This is where Emily or Deborah or Ashley caught him blowing, Ralph blowing him in the backyard. And I or, guarantee it. Yeah, or through the doggy door in the vault uh, that they could right, get. Right, yeah, through. so – this is the same encounter that is next. His daughters walked in and saw this next, or again, they're doing it. And again, they get caught. Yep. But yeah, I think the, the he's doing um, comedy license when he just goes on and to enforce how normal and heterosexual and yep. salt of the earth. This man is okay. Ralph never pays. Then another great, another great thing happens when it's, you know, when it's time to pay the bill, of course, like Howard immediately, you know, he always goes to pay and, you know, Gary makes a move. I make a move. Ralph is like a wax figure. Ralph, you know, <laughs> you. You can't suddenly find the bottom of the table. It's not even an option. Right, right. You just know that that's not going to happen. Well, you know Ralph's not going to pay. First of all, that's so not true. Second of all, I brought a, a bunch of cash so I could uh, pay for the bill, too. And you, you already had it. No, I, I'm busting your chops. I didn't notice a lot of movement. I mean, nobody, so, Ralph, in all honesty, nobody yeah. looks at you like the right. bill's going to be paid. Yeah. <laughs> that's but such that's, a great characteristic you could tell about your friend. <laughs> I know. Such a wonderful friend who steals, too, on top of not paying. I, no kidding. Think about this, though. Every time Ralph – so everybody knows this about Ralph not being able to pay. So when Howard's essentially bringing his girlfriend and they do these outings, it's almost a burden, too, to everybody else because they know – this fucking schmuck has to get covered too. Like mm -hmm. no matter where he goes in Howard, whether it's on vacation or casino or dinner, Ralph is going to have to be covered too by everybody. If we're all splitting things. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, this next one real quick. Uh, Ralph tells Bubba's wife to fuck off. Yorkers, New Yorkers. No. Yeah. Cash is king. Yeah. That's what couples need. They yeah. want money. Yeah, I don't care how rich they are, how poor they are. They want money. That's what people you need. You guys were the only it. group of people that collectively as a group gave of us. Course. And N was the most generous, too. Thank You're you. God damn Very much. We are. But Ralph gave you a candle. I'm just being mean to Ralph because he was. It's probably one that he used up his ass the night before. She oh. <laughs> was so mean about yeah, it. You'll be able to remember Ralph if you have a blackout. Bubba, did the candle smell like ass? I didn't even look at it. She handled the gift deal. It's an ass candle. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Robin, please. They have earwax candles. They have also ass poop candles. <laughs> wow. Underworld. What are they Ralph, doing? you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Heather, fuck you, man. You, you know... <laughs> You know, I was going to say thanks for the nice thank you note, but, you, you know, I spent all this fucking money flying out there. I bought a new suit for that, and you give me that fucking bullshit? Hold on, Ralph. First, of all, money. Money. Hold, first of all, Ralph, cocksucker, let me tell you something. No, no, you RSVP'd no, RSVP the last day. You First of all, you didn't want to come, and then when you knew Howard was coming, you came. and That's then bullshit. No, That's you bullshit. know it's bullshit, Ralph. Work with me. Come on. Why no, you got to be no, such a when fuck? You guys, when you guys invited me first, I, I, I said, yeah, I'm definitely coming. I had this conversation with you. When you first sent me the invitation that I was ready to come, and when Howard and everyone was coming, then it got all complicated. That's when I was like, well, I'm not sure because this and that. It, it hey, how they say so you're confirming, basically. You didn't give an RSVP. You came at the last minute. Probably under Howard's orders, too. Like, I, I'm not – I want you to come. And then they probably had to work something out with – 
I could just see it now, like him and Ralph having a conversation like, no, I want you there. And Ralph not wanting to go. And then Howard saying, come on, please. Yeah. And this was this was pre prefaced by how uh, Ralph criticizing Heather's shoes or something like that. And, uh, you know, it was it was they were it was, it was her throwing a little shade back at him. She didn't start anything. You gave the shittiest oh. gift. You gave the shittiest hey, gift. You That's just gave a bad gift. gift. You were, it, wasn't you were it wasn't a candle either. You look like Danny Terrio from the 70s in that getup you're wearing. All right, well, fine. You know what? Fuck you, you fat fuck, and fuck your oh. wife, too. Oh, that's fucking wow. fighting words where I come from. Wow. Somebody tells you to pee. Uh, oh, you furry oh, face queer. Bullshit. You say fuck your wife. What does she have to do with it? I don't know. You fucking scumbag asshole. Hey. Oh, man. Wait, hey, Fred, you're a man's man. What if I said, hey, Fred, we're in character right now. Yeah. Fuck your wife. Oh, <laughs> That's fucking where I come from. And, and ripping his balls off and Fred, That's fighting fucking words right there where I come from. Yeah, Fred's old man as well. He's, he's been abused for 25, 30 years and he's done nothing about it. But look at all of them. It's fighting words for all of them, except for when it comes to one person who can get away with basically saying this to everybody at any point in time and nothing oh. will come of it for that for him. Okay, guys, another short clip. This is Ralph using the N-word in studio with the King of All Blacks. Yeah, but Howard, wait a minute. What do, you your money? do you have any money in the bank you just spend it on everything? Nah, I got money in the bank. What kind of rent? You're complimenting him. This is dad. His dad is wealthy. What? Nigger rich? Oh, hey, 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 hey. Wait, 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 where are we at here? Are you asking me a question? I was saying, what kind of rich do you think he is, Ralph? But that's, that's, that's a So, like, already clearly fishing for the N-word in the Ralph pond and coming up with the Whopper. So that was, that was just a, you know, and that was normal back in those days. And the last clip before we go into the, the Beth thing is Ralph getting knocked out at score. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's just, it's just again, it just gets worse and worse. Hey, listen, before before you do your comedy routine, uh, let's talk about what happened to you at Scores. Do do the story, you know, what really happened. You were out. Let me let me bring people up to speed. You were out drinking. I was out drinking since like six o'clock, and I hadn't eaten all day, so. All right. And I was drinking at various spots. And you were really wasted. Yeah, pretty wasted. Yeah. You go over to Scores now. How do you end up sitting next to some dude? I wasn't, uh, no, I was up top in the champagne room. Right. And the worst part of the story is that I was actually paying for dances. Okay. And uh, so I got up to go to the bathroom or go do some shots with John, Big John, something like that. You know, there's a little back bar that's behind everything. Right. You know, a little sidebar there. I get up and go over there. And we're sort of just, I don't know, like, goof, everybody's kind of bombed, you know. We're just kind of goofing around, like, horsing around, like, John's pushing me and I'm pushing him back and... I don't know. It's so, I'm not really clear on why I, why I like kind of hit this guy, but like he pushed me from the back or something like that, and I just kind of swung around and jokingly. Would you, if he was anybody was on the stand like this, they'd get destroyed by the opposing lawyer in cross examination. This is just awful stuff. So this is. I'm just going to play a minute of his 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 yeah. his version, and then the guy that called in who did it, and he's, you know, he's his straightforward as anybody you could imagine kind of like you know like pretended to hit him but i i, I kind of hit his face a little bit or something you pulled your punch though yeah yeah all right totally pulled my punch but i could feel like oh you know i, I might have done that a little bit too you know too, too hard too close too hard so then he hit me like in the stomach and he hit me kind of hard so it was like okay you know he was kind of letting me know hey hey dummy you know back he, off yeah yeah so i did so I don't remember go- what happened after that. Oh, wait a second. Oh. Okay, so, okay, so there's that. Now I'm going to wait you to get the other, the last bit where the guy calls in. <laughs> I said, no, Chuck had nothing to do with it. 
That's pretty drunk, though, Ralph, that you really don't know what happened to you. Lonnie, you got the best place, man. You know, Ralph, Ralph it's all, it was still fun, though. You know, it's like, it, I'll go back tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. How's your face now? The swelling has gone down a, a lot, but you know what? It's still a little swollen. <laughs> I mean, he, and, and like the side of my head, like, in my, I mean, like he hit me pretty good. He yeah. must have really clocked you. But it, I mean, I didn't even go down now, was, you know? Good for you. He yeah. hit like a girl. <laughs> Irish John, you're on the air. Hey, I would have Irish John. Listen, I went to a couple of Saturday Live parties and Ralph was there and... You know, like, I mean, he comes off the wrong way. Can I say the word douchebag? Ralph's a great guy, but he just comes off the wrong way, especially with a few drinks in him. Right. Who's the guy? There's a guy on the phone who claims he's the guy who hit Ralph. Yeah, that's what... So if he's a great guy, why is he coming off like a douchebag? That To me, that's the opposite thing you should be saying. And I think that Scores is the perfect example of a front for their heterosexuality where oh, yeah. they could go there all the time where you think there's these gaggles of women, except yeah. for there's these private rooms that they can go in any time and do mm -hmm. whatever the fuck they want, not involving women. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you forget that there are two two variables there. There's, in this case of Scores, half-naked women. There's also horny men. So uh, you, there might not necessarily be fully straight uh, if they're the, the Metallica concert going type. But um, I'm wondering, why did Ralph stop going to strip clubs all the time? He used to be a fixture of strip clubs. Mm -hmm. We know Howard evolved, but why did Ralph evolve? Yeah. That's a great What's his name? His name's Rick Rollins. Rick, yeah, that's him. Let me go pick oh, him up. Hold on. Let's really see what happened. Hey, Rick. Yeah, it's me. Hey, what happened? What happened, was, what happened, Rick? Remind me. <laughs> uh, Ralphie took a little walk to the bathroom, and then he came back, and uh, I tell you the truth, I don't even know him, right. you know? And uh, he came back to the bathroom and shoved me, like a little nudge on the shoulder. Right. And then I looked over to him, and he pops me in the face. Wow. <laughs> no, and then I, looked, the then I looked back at him, and I said, you know what? You did the wrong thing. This and then he the looked guy. back at me, and I gave him a little sock to the stomach. Right. He goes down like a little over, goes leans over a little bit. No, this is the guy Rick, Ralph. This is really the guy. I, I don't think because this, this isn't what happened. You don't know what yeah, happened, Big John. This is Rick, right? That is absolutely my friend Rick. I promise you that. All right. And, he, and then he he goes down. He bends over a little bit, turns around, looks up to me, and goes, "Go f yourself." Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, go f yourself. Okay. Pop a little left hook to the jaw. <laughs> he goes down. <laughs> You didn't go down. Tommy Gunn picked you up. You can go ask Tommy Gunn. You went down, and you're lucky you didn't get knocked out because I was only holding him back because uh, Big John's my best friend. So, mm. yeah. I mean, this is, again, when in, in that situation, you're drunk, you could be doing anything. It's clear, like, there's a pattern of him just being an obnoxious, entitled piece of shit and then getting mm -hmm. the treatment he, like, if it wasn't for Howard, I, I struggle to wonder, I struggle to imagine how he would may, be still alive at this point, being that way with so many people in so many different situations. Most people I know who have acted like that have gotten serious hospital time uh, because of their big mouth. And the last clip, guys, came from the following day in which he kind of explains exactly why 
exactly as Raven theorized that she she had to haul Beth had to haul ass to that apartment to collect whatever he, they mentioned. Oh, whatever would be embarrassing to Ralph, but no, we all know it was compromised. They were looking desperately for stuff that would incriminate Howard, whether it was him getting drugs in there or something. They just wanted to clear the place of something immediate because even if it wasn't gay stuff, even if it was like drug paraphernalia, that would have been embarrassing for Howard being connected to him as a stylist you know employer relationship uh sam this story reminded me a lot of the one that's been told about kim porter's death p diddy's uh ex-wife or ex-girlfriend baby mama she supposedly died of pneumonia even though that's not what it was ruled originally it was ruled as a possible homicide and then they switched corners then it got ruled as pneumonia, even though there was blood on the scene and her, all of her laptops were missing. All of her wow. computers were missing. And apparently she was writing a tell-all book. Um, Albie Shore, shortly after, suddenly got into a coma from a car accident. He didn't pass away, but that was her ex-husband who hates Puff Daddy and was they were both legit terrified of him. Mm -hmm. And he said um, on an Instagram live that he had her done with or whatever, but that she was writing it and that basically they ransacked the apartment and took everything they possibly could of hers, electronics and stuff. I believe it. Uh, so I think Beth's doing something similar. Yeah, I know we're only going to play a quick clip of this, but the premise that... Beth had to rush over there to save Ralph from embarrassment by uh, embarrassed by the what the movers might find. Now, what they haven't even hired movers at this point. He just died. Yep. What movers is she racing against? Who? Nobody. You know. So there's this imaginary thing of movers are on their way. Second of all, Beth has never even been to Ralph's house. She didn't even mm -hmm. know he has toys. She was startled by the Muppets thing. And he's got, she, there's, she has no um, awareness of where anything is. So the premise that she's going there to get valuables, she doesn't even know what's valuable because he has toys and she has, no, he has no, she has no idea what one makes one valuable and one not valuable. So the premise of it is all just very suspicious. And why are you guys taking it upon yourself to remove things that you think are embarrassing, but the family, it doesn't seem to be embarrassed by it. Like, did the family bring this up to you that we're worried about what movers might find? So are they going in there to, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, and at, at an, at any level to me, like, wouldn't it be a, if, if, if it was somebody who was worried about something like that, shouldn't it be the family? Well, the question raised by people in the QF Facebook group was that, first of all, even if Howard was the owner of the property and it was his, technically, we don't know. But even if he did, that still wouldn't give him the right to ransack someone's apartment to go in there. Even if the family gave him permission, how do you know that the family gave him permission? We don't know. Uh, you know, that's that would be you have to give a tenant something like 60 days to clear out. I can't remember exactly how it works or 30 days to clear out. I'm not sure how it works. Um, and the other thing is, it sounds more like to me like we're going to pay the family. We're going to take care of them, quote unquote, to get the stuff out of there that we think we need. So she was there with two other people. She claimed one was the neighbor 
again, we don't know. We don't know. We never heard of these people. It sounded like she went there with SEAL Team 79 and to went to Bleach. They went to Jeff Schick yeah. and SIM card, his, his fucking laptop, and looking through his cloud and to get his passwords or whatever. And they went on a massive hunt to try to find anything they could that would get Ra- the Howard in trouble. Fuck whatever Ralph's problem. If he had a, 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 a scales there with white powder, of they would have left it there. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah or, or I, I planted it there. Yeah, right. Who knows what they planted on top of everything else? Yeah, but um, I, yeah, there's the idea of calling the family and saying, uh, "I'd like to go and help clear it out." How does 4 a.m. sound? You couldn't <laughs> wait a little bit later. You know, it's the mover. The movers are not on their way. This just happened. Right. He claimed 97, 97 miles from their place to New Jersey, where the Ralph was house was, and that yeah. the place was un, like his bed wasn't made. That means no one's been there. Yes. Presumably. This is this is the early bird gets the worm. They have to be there first. Yes. So no one, no one of sane, like no one of, of like sound mind and body would believe for a second that this wasn't some kind of like compromat retrieval uh, yeah. move. Well, of course. And I think that Beth and Howard probably coordinated with the family about if things are going to be removed there, what time are they going to be removed? They find the time and they have to beat them to the time because why would Howard and Beth be scheduling movers for Ralph either? It would not be their job to do anything like that. And I don't even think it is. I don't even know if anything was scheduled but just even if the family were to get there first, that's another issue, too, like depending on which family gets there first. I mean, right. there's all sorts of things. It's like Beth Donovan. If anybody watched Ray Donovan, he was yeah. the Hollywood fixer <laughs> who you call in the middle of the night and he shows up and fixes the problem. If oops, I killed a hooker or, you know, oops, yeah, it's, I, it's, pulp, it's Pulp Fiction with Winston Horse. Um, yeah. I think, I think that the only, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play the clip and then I'm going to ask both of you a question and, and okay. I want, I want you to in serious manner. Okay. Honey, do you want to come uh, Some of the listeners requesting you come on the air and uh, say happy holidays to them. Who is requesting this? You want nobody. No, no, come on down. Okay. When she says she looks terrible, it's really, uh, yeah, I have yet to see that. <laughs> yeah. The same old, uh, I haven't seen her look every terrible. time like this. Yeah. But, uh, and I sit and go, well, if she thinks she looks terrible, what happens when she looks at me? Oh, oh here you go again, turning it around. Yeah, of course. What else would no, I do? No, not of course. Well, how am that I supposed to stop turning to it around? Deprement, you know, she doesn't. Deprement. Yeah. Well, she, I guess she has her, she, she, she got it wrong, but he said, now imagine Howard's correcting your, your, I know. your vocabulary of all people. Guy who says cashews. Cashews, sorry. Cashews. Yeah. Whatever I said. <laughs> you know what? We've been on the air too long. Too long. I mean, this is a long show. And we didn't even take them. I think we took one break. It's to oh. your detriment to turn it around because she's not looking at you the way you look at you. Hey, love. Do you want to, uh, first of all, tell every... Can I sit down? I'm yeah. Faint. Oh, you haven't eaten. You haven't eaten. She never eats. Good for you, honey. Mm. I wish I never ate. Hi, Robin. I'm eating so Robin much. Christmas green. Okay. Every, so this this whole thing is starting off so wackadoodle. They're trying to play the same script that they always play, of course. Like, Beth's yeah. so 
so so beautiful, but she feels so ugly. But look at me, this whole stupid spiel that they always yeah, do. It's awful. But this is supposedly the saddest time of your life because Ralph just passed away. And I noticed no different. It's like, no. here's the script that we always have. Beth's coming down. She's lightheaded, didn't eat, whatever. I mean, this is bizarre. Like, I, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's shitty scripted. It, this is them... This is them because they can sigh. They can, they're they can they're relieved now. You know, I, they can, I, like, I was going. Yeah, we don't have anything to worry about now, so we can joke and laugh and whatever. Yep. It, it feels <laughs> is... like they're ex, they're elated. Like, oh, let's talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got everything. Yeah, this yeah. is how we're going. I I got no fucking lime. You want the you deal with this. <laughs> and. Even though Howard always says Ralph is trustworthy and Ralph is loyal, and those are the qualities that he, you know, always points out about Ralph, which is strange, which we already addressed. I think in the back of his head, he knows he has to take care of this person for the rest of his life because of those secrets. So there's always going to be some tie to that. No matter how rich he is, it is a burden in some way. Now, if Ralph gets in a situation, depending on how he led his life, whether it be with drugs or the people he was with, or say he got into some sort of compromising issue in his own life and it came down to it, there is still a shred of a possibility Ralph could have sold out Howard a decade down the road, 20 years down the road. Yeah. That loyalty isn't a guarantee. So no, I have to imagine some of this elation is coming too from the fact that that burden in that little shred of worry is now gone. Well, that that's the question. That's part of the question I'm going to ask when we when we wrap this up. Yes, well, this I woman... was doing that today. Yes, Thank you for I noticing. Oh my gosh, of course. How are you, my love? Hi. By the way, I was telling. I look terrible. No, you don't. You look beautiful. <laughs> I was. Te I, I look terrible. I was okay. telling. Oh, I was wow. telling Robin, I got titty this morning, before. Uh, I hate when he says that. You're Ew. you're the one who talks. So do we. Why do and so we're. He's talking about getting titty. What does that even mean? Like, what is it? A cow water that you just decided to, what suck on for a second? Like that's bizarre. Yeah, she painted a penis on it. I that word. I never used the word titty, titty in my life. Let me see titty. Who taught me that? Let me touch your titty. Titty. You let, you let what me. do I say? You, no. No, but you did let me touch it this Today morning. Today it was a quack, quack, I let you touch titty. Yeah, quack, quack. I got the... Uh, oh, by quack. the way, I, I listened. To, I, I was listening this morning and because I wanted to hear Pat Monahan. Yeah. Wow. Isn't I was beautiful? upstairs. And no, guys, we're not going to play this song. Maybe we'll do it for the next breakdown because we're, we're because if we fast track this, the breakdowns are going to go like uh, like you're going to go back in time again. But that happens, unfortunately, when this is a situation, we have to fast track the newest stuff first and then work our way back a little bit. But uh, we'll save that for another time, which everybody is just god awful. <laughs> like Ben mentioned, it's the really, guy, really the awful. guy from train. The yeah. guy from Train singing the song that Fred wrote about Ralph. Yeah, I suppose so this. I suppose that stained weren't available. In tears, <laughs> and then Robin must have had the same reaction as I did because I was so moved by that. Beth, meanwhile, saw Ralph last night in our fireplace. Yes, she did. I what? Did. Yeah, she's like Sal now. She's contacting <laughs> no, the dead. No, 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 what? no. Tell everyone it was. In the flame, like it, it looked, looked like, like him. him. We have a picture of well, it. It is, like him. and I saw yeah. it. And I, he's been, he was on my mind so much yesterday because of his love for Christmas. We shared our love for Christmas, and I was decorating. And so, Ralph, I was thinking, I don't like that music. Whoever's doing that, <laughs> that's, that's Fred. not Fred, kind. knock it off. This Just is like serious. Whack, whack. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, now she gets to tell everybody what's serious. What the fuck? I, and I love that, that Fred just p- takes his hand away from the keyboard. Yeah. Like yep. the coward that he is. He doesn't go one more time just to show you, you know, who you're talking to. He immediately or, withdraws. Or play a Gilbert laugh, maybe. You yeah. got a little glimpse there of that bath. It reminded me of when she pulled away the puppy yeah. from that mm-hmm. assistant. That volunteer. Yeah. And you got that little glimpse of that dirty look she gave her. Yes. It was ever so slight, but that just, I don't like that. Stop that. Who's ever, yeah. who's ever doing it? Who do, who has played sound effects for the last 40 years? It's Fred. She's you know no it's idea. Fred. Yep. Um, and I, and I, I also love that. My- that did, sorry to cut you off, but sorry, but uh, that Ralph visited Beth in his death. The ghost of Ralph shows up to visit the woman who didn't even know he collected toys. That's how little she knew about him. Exactly. And I like these generic statements. Like, we both shared a love for Christmas. Who doesn't love Christmas? I mean, very I, I, few people don't love it. Christmas. But you know what I mean? I hate like, it we, now as an adult. It, it's saying like, oh, we both shared a love for Christmas. That's like saying we both shared a love of strawberries. Who doesn't yeah. love yeah. strawberries? It's like so stupid. Yeah. Well, she's married to Ebenezer Splooge, so let's. <laughs> and mine, especially at that moment. And I'm like, here's Walter, almost 18 years old. He's, I'm thinking of death. And it's just overwhelming. And Ralph was in the photo. Robin, I'll send it to you. Wow. Oh, my. And maybe you won't see what I saw, but. I, I don't know if it's on her Instagram. If she claimed to have taken this picture, has anyone seen it yet? I haven't looked. I'm blocked from Beth, so I can't okay. look at it. I'll have to like go on Rick's Instagram to see. Um. So she brings the cat, Death, Walter, 18 years old. And I was just thinking about death. So she has to bring it back to herself when it's an actual human being that died. That is your husband's best friend that you care about so much. But yet we also have to fit in a Walter anecdote in there. John, John Stewart, or sorry, John Stamos was at a film festival the weekend following Ralph's death, talking about Ralph's death to the crowd, and a butterfly flew by, and yeah. he commented that that was Ralph. So we got we got Stamos seeing Ralph in butterflies, Beth seeing Ralph in the fireplace, and Robin and Howard sitting there acting like, oh, that's so wild. That's so nice. I mean, they drop all of their um, judgment when it comes mm-hmm. to untouchables. Yep. Celebrities, Beth. I mean, if this was Sal saying this stuff, he would be mocked relentlessly. And Fred yep. would keep on playing that music. Right. But Thank again, oh, Stamos saying this too, by the way, and having all of these... I don't know, tributes to Ralph Cirilla to me is more indication of the tight bond of the pink mafia. Like mm-hmm. we have to, we have to keep together guys that, that our secret holder is gone. So let's, you know, do all together. Now we have to pay these tributes. We have to make up these fake butterfly and fire stories and Instagram tributes. So crazy. Stamos instantly had needed a bit of booze and Coke to get him through the weekend because not only did Ralph die, but one of the beach boys since the eighties oh. died. Oh. And so he posted that on Instagram. And if I showed you some of the things that Raven and I, Raven and I have shared, it's like, it's clearly a little going on and definitely he's drunk. He's fucked up a little bit on this uh, red carpet thing for Willy Wonka or something like that. Uh, he's clearly on, 
on something because it's very mm-hmm. odd and he's super fidgety. Uh, he can't stop touching things. He's, you know, it's, it's just a, not normal behavior. Um, well, the, are one they, of the lines um, came out. What's that? They're remaking Willy Wonka again. I believe so. Yeah. And I, but I don't know what this Why? was. It might've been like a, like a, it might've been something like a live action Willy Wonka thing, or I can't remember what it was, but it looked like some, Hollywood. Kind of, like some kind of Disney theme park thing or something. They have lost so much creativity that they just keep remaking old shit. It's yep. so annoying. Yep. You saw it, or are you pretending Listen, like I, you saw it? Do me a favor. Don't send Robin the oh, picture. Oh, jeez. Okay. But, uh, okay. you know. <laughs> um, can I tell this story of when I was at his apartment? Which story? The, the. Oh. <laughs> now, no, I, I dare anyone to tell me that that wasn't him. Like, like scared as fuck to say, like, what is she going to screw up? Because this is Beth we're talking about, and he knows she's a complete dipshit as much as he is. So what is she going to screw up about this that I'm afraid of? And why yeah. would you have anything to be afraid of? And why would you have that tone of voice if you had nothing to worry about? Ben? Yeah, what other stories, what stories could there be? Because he uh-huh. says, which story? And he says it very clearly. Like, there's no humor involved with it. Beth knows he wasn't kidding. He's uh, he's as serious. He, he's as serious as fake cancer. I mean, there's dead air. Which story, um, guys? Like she's gonna is... say the one about the gay photos of you. Can I tell that story, <laughs> guys? This is so Ed Bradley saying, "How did you guys meet, honey? Should I tell the story?" Oh, no, let me. Yeah. And then he. This is Ed Bradley moment. Oh, he doesn't. He right doesn't now. Hear. He takes over the scene setting. Yep. <sighs> box above the box oh, oh yeah okay just in in yeah by the way sweet ralph the story. reason the reason beth wasn't on the air the morning ralph died uh, she ran over to his apartment with the uh, ran over not ran over. went over ran over Mandy meaning hauled fucking ass yeah and i don't if if he couldn't she couldn't get it there by chopper which i'm sure was impossible in that in that area it's not the the problem is on on ralph's end not howard's end because they have a heliport where they are in the hamptons so yeah in the last two years howard grills beth anytime she leaves the house she doesn't run anywhere did you wear your mask do you got your EpiPen? where are you going when are you coming back who are you interacting with uh, I don't want to get COVID. He drives her up a wall to leave that house. It mm. is fucking torture for her to do anything. But now, all of a sudden, she's running out of the house, no questions asked. Right, to go to Captain AZT's fucking apartment. Sure, sure. Okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's fine. His valuables for his for mom his, and his sister. Yeah, okay. Um, Which, by the way, thank you. So I was with his wonderful neighbor slash really close friends, Steffi and Martin, um, who were with me and we were going through things. It was very emotional. It was very, it was difficult because he was obviously just there and then he wasn't. And it was just his bed was unmade. And it was just. Um, the other thing is, where's the family at this point? And why do people have to root through his things? It's not like he's 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 paying rent daily. And if they someone doesn't go down there to set things right, there's going to be a whole hit squad down there. Like, we know you got the Al Capone. It's like it's like um, Geraldo opening up Al Capone's vault. <laughs> what, yeah. What? Are, why, why is Beth going through valuables? Like, are they auctioning it off at Christie's or something? I mean, this makes no sense. 
Well, she mentions later on in the clip that the, we're, we're thinking maybe, you know, uh, sell his uh, action figures to make money for the family. If you're taking care of Ralph, you it's one presupposes you're taking care of his family. And first of all, we know they must be taking care of the family on some level because how do they get the permission to go and do this? I don't buy it for a second that there's not some kind of compromise. Anyway, that's part of the question. I was going to ask you, how much of you guys, what, what portion percentage do you guys think that Ralph has something out there in a safety deposit box or that his sister has or in the cloud that they can't access no matter what Jeff Schick shit they try? That mm-hmm. it's going to, how much do you think that he was careful enough to keep something somewhere? Ralph's a collector. Yeah, that's first and foremost. He's a collector. He's nostalgic for things. He cares about things like that. I guarantee you their life together in these last 30 plus years. He has pictures. He has home movies. He has memory boxes, probably scrapbooks. There's something about Ralph that unlike Howard, who doesn't care about anything except for when his mom's going to throw it out. Then all of a sudden he cares. But collects his own bullshit. Right. He has. You think things. there's, you think there's some storage unit somewhere in New Jersey that's going to go unpaid and auctioned off at some point, and then oh, suddenly God, all please. these boxes yeah. of Polaroids. Yep. Just like yeah, Paris that would Hilton's, be nice. I pray, I yeah. pray. Yeah. Very hard, and so it was a couple hours in where both, where all three of us are exhausted, and I'm in his Why? bedroom, and I see a box right above the shelf of his bed, and it says. So first of all, you're exhausted. What the hell are you doing? You're right to be exhausted. It means you were searching for shit. They you were, were going moving at a fast speed and lifting heavy things. So like you're looking under mattresses, that floorboards. <laughs> I'm not joking. Pulling apart, like taking the taking the refrigerator apart. You, you, they would have they would have like been there with a fucking uh, like electrician set, pulling things apart, light fixtures, uh, false Unscrewing walls, air vents. You yep, better believe yep. it. Under in the mattress, under the mattress, under the bed. Yeah, you yeah. name it. Because uh, I mean, so they're looking for traditional compromise. But Ralph was a tech guy. You don't think he has like twenty Google Google Gmail accounts with Flash like stuff that they can't get at. I'm certain of it. For them to be exhausted when you're supposedly at the same time having these moments of, oh, let's, let's, all this is so serious. We're going, it sounded at first like they're going through these things slowly and just kind of taking the moment in. Ralph's not here. His two best friends, or his two friends, room or neighbors, whatever are there. Now it sounds like they were rip ripping apart this place searching for something that they yeah. couldn't find yep because actual movers probably wouldn't call themselves exhausted from three hours of work and by These the way were, they why, were actually moving things at this point no it would make sense if they were saying we were trying to pack up boxes we right. were trying yeah, to put that. away the apartment because it's going to be sold or something. I don't know. But they're not doing anything. They're looking for something. How do you, when you're looking for things, but it's 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 not anything in particular. You're just kind of seeing what he has. There's and two then you're putting it to the side. There's That's only not two exhausting. ways. There's a three ways you could be exhausted. One, yeah, if you were packing stuff up and for, for removal, A. B, body disposal. 
and you had to like take care of the body parts on the premises and see looking for something specific documents, anything, whatever, right? Like yeah. everything, you know what I'm talking about? And so looking for SD drives, hard drive, micro SD, USBs, everything. Cause he was like, well, like I said, Ralph was a tech guy. He, who knows how many fucking star Wars figures have little micro USBs in them that Howard's not going to find. And I'll add to that, that you're not just doing that, but you're doing it under high stress. Yes. So it becomes even more uh, physically exhausting because you're doing it. You know how Ralph had like things that he had to do for Howard sometimes like to do lists. Like, I wonder if he also did things for Beth. I wonder if he kept like a log of the things he had to do for them. And that was another thing. Like, what if it's medication lists and it's it's all these weird things that they do or I just can't imagine that. What if it's these to-do lists may maybe say stuff on it as well. Yep. Christmas. And I'm, I'm like, oh boy, you know, we haven't come across any like naughty boxes or anything that you're, you know, that everybody has something personal that they would never want anybody to see. And yeah, I'm Beth thinking, wanted to clear out anything that might be embarrassing yeah, to Ralph. And yet there really and wasn't I, any. And, and why? And Beth is the one that brings us up and Raven asked, what the fuck is that? I looked it up. Naughty box is basically like your, your, box of like sex t- sex aids and stuff like that like dildos and whatnot and uh and whatever else like lotions and edible panties and shit but we're talking about every uh the howard stern so they openly said they used to take porn home like dvds yeah, yeah. so sure, right who cares ralph, they have already yeah, talked ralph's about all the nut- known, naughty stuff ralph's mom has known since he was a teenager that he loved howard stern and that yep. he's worked yeah. with howard stern and that would just be part of it yep it was like, you used to take Glombox stuff home all the time of like yeah. edible underwear and fucking gag gifts and sex toys and whatever. So who and cares? And apparently shampoo from the movie company. Mm-hmm. Yes, right above the bed where you could you could reach it if you're on your tippy toes, if you're standing on his bed. And I'm staring at that box. I'm like. I do not want to look at them in that box for the life of me. I know that there's something weird in there. So we're it's the end of the day. And I said, I'm going to go into that box because God forbid the movers come and there's something really weird in there. So I go, my- this is so like insanely movers uh, don't go through your boxes. They're not no, supposed to. They anyway. don't. No. Listen to how high and tight her voice sounds too. When she's telling this story, it sounds like, almost a hostage video the way yeah. her voice is sounding so stressed uh, stressed and so you are you're going through valuables but now you're searching for something so you don't see the box unless you have to go on something high so why are you going on something high to look for something else if there's no more valuables to go through why are you standing on your tippy toes looking for a box at the top of the closet right it's real like she's she's it's like she's putting her hand up the chimney looking for the the package yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> like, is. one of santa's lost like he's got stuck on the way up check inside the, the toilet underneath the toilet lid the, and yeah, the you know, godfather style yeah. I'm ready for her to say I unscrewed the vents and stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I looked in the ice cube trays. <laughs> I tiptoes on the bed and I'm jumping up to get the box. 
And I'm like, what is going to follow? What's going to happen? And I grabbed the tip of the box and it completely opened and fell on my head. All the contents of the box. And thankfully, it was a Christmas wreath hanging above my uh, around my neck from the box. So, oh, wow. Ralph really, truly had above his bed. He loves Christmas Christmas, um, ornaments and decorations. And I was so so happy to see that it was truly the Christmas decoration. So oh, we're not going to play any more of that, Ben. Yeah. Nice embellishment there on the story. She just goes, uh, it fell uh, on my, uh, on my neck, around my neck. Right. Yeah. So, and, it, and why would you have to ask for permission to tell that innocuous story where something silly happens to you? But I, and- I love the idea that she thinks that there was nothing, no naughty box in the house. There was nothing found. Because Chris Wilding is smiling, going, "Oh, really? Did you get there at three thirty a.m. like I did? Uh-huh. <laughs> that would be the real thing. Did he beat her to it? That'd Maybe. be so funny. I also think Ben. That's now why she tied in that innocuous anecdote about Christmas and their love of Christmas. So she's already mapped out this poorly, this poor story so far ahead of time. That that's why she had to tie in in the beginning our love of Christmas. I'm gonna miss Ralph, and now it's mm. the wreath that fell on my head. Yeah, don't yeah. buy it. Anyway, um, guys, I think that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed this. It's probably gonna be two parts. I'm not 100 percent sure. It depends on what the edit looks like. But Ben, thank you so much for sticking through this yeah. one. And uh, I know Christmas is gonna be a busy time, but we thank you so much for being on here. The fans love to hear from you. Oh, and um, and of course, that. Sam, as always, my dear. A1, great insight, great, uh, great uh, points regarding some of this more shady fucking, ed- oh, the shadier edges fat- of this I'm fascinated. awful story. Are you, Ben? I'm fascinated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, anybody with storage locker, <laughs> like and, anybody and, close to storage locker in Jersey, wherever he's from. <laughs> yeah. One last thing I want to say before we go about this is that, you know how Howard always loves to say the psychology of people who they want to get caught? That's always yep. what he likes to say. Yeah. I my take on this is he's letting this out. We we went over to bed. We went over to Ralph's house and big smiles on our face. We're uh, we cleared it out. He wants to get credit, not want to get caught of how slick and how smart he is. Like we've already gotten away with it. So he couldn't just keep that to himself and go, wow, perfect crime. He needs the credit for it. Yes. And I'm going to close off with this one last clip, guys. It's about him uh, projecting his own, uh, <laughs> as the Iron Sheik would say, G-A-Y and F-A-G-G-O-T onto uh, Oprah and Gail King from uh, April 20th, 420, for all you potheads out there, 420.05. I think she's some kind of an editor. Yeah, Gail's Oprah's Ralph. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to put it, all right. But, but uh, she actually completes things. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> No, I, my theory is, and, you know, a, it's only a theory. I ain't saying anybody's a lesbo. I don't know. But I feel those two are in love with each other and that they do each other and that they have sex with each other. Ah. Blown out lesbian wow. sex. Ah. So she really is his Ralph. They travel together. Oh. You agree, right? I, I totally agree. And I, I think, felt that. I think if that is true, Oprah should come out of the closet. I think I probably should end on that one. Oh. You do think that she should come out of the closet? I thought you should take it to your grave. Why? I mean, should Oprah and Gail? I mean, it's so sacred. And should the ally to the LGBTQ community community be calling them lesbos? Mm-hmm. Big fat dykes. 
Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. And we love you, everybody out there and uh, in, in QF land. Take care. Stay warm. And uh, if you got a fireplace, burn them. Later, douchebags. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she would have let you watch while she was fucking Simon Cowell. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Eric, how are you over there? I'm face-fucking your date. <laughs> oh, uh, thanks, Simon. I'm a big fan. Yeah, you're a big fan. Watch me splooge all over her tits. Wow, uh, thank you, Simon. She won't even let me see them. She won't let me touch them, yeah, because you're a midget fag. Uh now watch me fuck her in her asshole. Oh, uh, hey, while I'm fucking your wife, midget, come over here with a fucking cup of tea for me. <laughs>